I do want to really quick discuss yeah. the combine scene. Oh, yeah. Which, to me, is probably the most like well-known scene from this movie. I'd stop short of calling it iconic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It is. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, Pauly Shore, his character being the, like, just oblivious spaz, kind spaz of. that he is, sees this combine, and for whatever reason, it's like under a... First he's like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's under like a tarp yeah. uh, to like protect it, and so he's, he's, he's like, oh! <laughs> and so his immediate thing is like, alright, I'm gonna jump in this, and then... He's being, like, this is like a cool cockpit. Like, yeah, it's a cockpit. despite like, despite every, <laughs> everything he's experienced in the last two or three days, he thinks it's like some sort of video game. <laughs> he's like dicking around with the shift. Uh, yeah, you know, he's like, he's, shifter. he's jerking it around like a like a joystick in a combat <laughs> simulator, and he's putting in a tape, a John Denver tape, and blasting the he it really loud. The tape. Where could I stick this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the combine takes off, yeah, and they the chase him down a little bit, and he realizes he's driving a combine. Yeah, finally, like the tarp catches this in another really tight script moment. Yeah, <laughs> the the tarp catches like another combine attachment. Yeah, and like falls off, and all of a sudden, Paul Shore, who somehow has not realized that he's moved, by that point, like, 100 feet. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is moving yeah. in this combine, and, like, somehow didn't feel the engine, like, actually start up. <laughs> like, somehow thinks he's still playing a video game, despite there just being a sheet in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of a sudden... The sheet comes off, and he's like, hell yes. <laughs> he gets this absolutely psychotic look on his face. Yeah, he really does. They, like, see him, and they're, like, chasing him down, Walter yeah. in the farmhand. They see him, and they're chasing him down, which, like, probably sure at this point, once again, is still trying to impress this family and prove to them that he's a good <laughs> farmer and not going to destroy stuff. Because he already has, like, put in $1,000 worth of damage on the first day. Yeah. He sees them chasing after him, and he's just like, oh, you're not going to get me. <laughs> like, at one point, he's like, watch out, Theo. I'm going to plow you or something like that. And He's going to plow his way into happened. his heart. And then, <laughs> and then, so this whole scene goes on, basically for the duration of Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Yeah. It's like and a music video for that a song. crop duster flies over and looks out his window, like, what's it, squinting. Yeah. <laughs> and reveals that crawl somehow while just driving around i guess dicking around with walter and theo i don't know much about corn you guys probably do who knows how much corn was just wasted there probably a hundred few a hundred bushels, dollars a yeah. lot of bushels of corn um real tragic just pulls back up and he's just like yeah and like puts it in park and he's just like that was fun huh guys although it's the movie is set in thanksgiving and it was the corn that's when you're supposed to combine that. So it should already be after that. Should have been really. Yeah, <laughs> he did them a favor, which there is why I think they didn't bring it up again. It was an unusually warm autumn. Yeah, <laughs> it was really for, warm for South Dakota. Yeah. No, well, that corn it looked basically done. So it was done. Really, he so he did nothing wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah, spelled out his name crawl accidentally in the corn. Yep, good time somehow. Which I was wondering how they did that, but I imagine they must have just actually. I'm sure they actually did. combined. Oh the yeah, thing. they didn't have CGI. I was, well, I was trying to figure out if it was like a miniature set. They could have just painted time, it. They could have painted. They could have painted it too. Yeah. Honestly, who knows? 
Yeah, that scene's great. Yeah, that's, very funny. That's where the budget went. We were talking about how oh, this yeah. movie cost like $20 million, which I thought was confusingly high. But I think they put it all into carving yeah. crawl carving into a cornfield yeah. and filming that from the air. Yeah. They had to rent, they had to that's actually buy a combine. <laughs> which she com- mentions, that's a $250,000 machine. Which is close. Yeah, it could be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough about farm machinery. But they probably bought a whole farm, honestly, to do that scene. They probably just borrowed one. <laughs> they bought the farm. Polly Shore still lives there. <laughs> that was his, part of his contract. Perfect. It's like how Shannon Doherty, like in the '90s, had like a contract where she got to keep all the clothes that she wore in her films. Like, wow, Polly Shore got to own any homes that were in his. This is tiny little cause. If ever in a movie, I, a farm is bought, I get to keep it. It's my farm. <laughs> So much, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. So I watched Son-in-Law just now. I also watched it just now. I also just watched Son-in-Law. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I gotta say... I don't know what to say about this movie, actually. It's so weird. It's a very strange film. For those who haven't seen it, Son-in-Law, 1993. Yep. Starring Polly Shore. We can get into the plot, but I just yeah, gotta say, I missed parts. the Polly Shore thing altogether. Yeah, I did not. I was very... <laughs> I, I guess I grew up in a very forward-thinking... <laughs> That's not true. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know why I, I was given the introduction to Polly Shore, <laughs> but like, I was, definitely... He was real hot there for... He was, like, yeah, five years. In the, in the early 90s, and I, yeah, I don't know... That must have been a movie, like, my parents must have wanted to see. Yeah. And so, like, I just got in on that. I don't so know So, you, you had mentioned to us that we should see it and so today we decided we were just gonna watch it yeah. and and you'd also mentioned that it was an important cultural movie we're gonna get now. we're gonna get back to that <laughs> which we'll definitely get to we're gonna absolutely grill you on that <laughs> alright I'm you into gotta, it I'm so ready for that but man this movie was I didn't know what to what to expect it, I should have just looked at the DVD cover because that's exactly what I should have expected cause it's it makes perfect sense uh, yeah, so I actually took a picture of the back of the DVD case, and I'm going to read it just so we get an introduction to this movie. Middle America will never be the same when comedian Polly Shore travels to the Midwest and becomes the son-in-law. Shore stars as Crawl, L.A.'s funkiest college student, who's hilariously out of his element when he spends Thanksgiving at the family farm of a straight-laced college co-ed, Carl Gugino. Snake Eyes. That's apparently what. <laughs> That's we the should, notable Carla. We Gugino should know her for from, the record. from Snake Eyes. We've all seen Snake Eyes here. <laughs> Crawls unlike anything the Midwesterners have ever seen, outside the barn, that is. But before long, Crawls plowing his way into their hearts with his outrageous antics and offbeat attempts at farming. Plowing. Get ready to. T- <laughs> Get ready for a truckload of laughs and a half ton of hysteria with this totally irreverent comedy. And the Chicago Tribune said that this was zany. <laughs> ABC TV Los Angeles said it was fun. I can agree. Those They're are both, both right. It was zany and fun. And you can also agree that Crawl plowed his way into your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. Okay, so last night you, as you were saying we should watch this, you gave a pretty good brief summary of it. Could you please summarize that again? Because yeah. that was pretty solid. So the synopsis is essentially this girl, Carla Gugino, is 
this girl, little farm girl from South Dakota, and she decides to go to college in California for reasons that are never really, like, explained. She's the valedictorian, so, like, I guess it's a, like... It's a good opportunity. Yeah, an opportunity thing. Um, That's mentioned one time. Like, this is the opportunity you wanted for your daughter (laughs) uh, as they're walking through the zany co-ed dorm hall. So she goes to California, and she hates it. Like, right away, we're never really given a great timeline, but it seems like pretty immediately she hates it. And so... She's just so... Oh, never mind. There is a timeline because there's... The Halloween party is the... the, That was the last straw with her. The wooden horse that she brings with her to college that presumably is whittled by her grandpa. Her grandpa. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Yeah. 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 And Um, and also got a note, she's really a horse girl. And we never... (laughs) She loves horses, apparently. She's got all this horse stuff, but we never see a single horse. Yeah, the, the farm does not have a horse. No horses. <laughs> um, it's it's got all, she's an aspirational horse girl. It's got, like, <laughs> she just wishes she had horses. And granted, I guess I'm not a farmer, so I don't know how often it is to have like several kinds of livestock, but they've got like cows, pigs, chickens, at least one turkey. Yep. Like, is that a common thing? Like, why did not throw in at least a horse? I think it used to probably be more common back in the yeah. day than it is now, I would okay. guess. I wasn't yeah, sure I if that was a, a research thing or if the writer and director were just like, farms have all kinds of things on them. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, a eh, traditional farm. Let's throw all these animals in there. <laughs> um, but they still didn't bother with the horse, which is no horse. odd choice. Yeah, this horse breaks at this Halloween party, so she's like, that's her last straw, and she's like calling home basically to be like, I'm going home. Bring me home. And then... Her resident director, who is basically, he's Pauly Shore. <laughs> That's really all you need to know about him. He's been in college for like six years. And his name in the movie is Crawl. Is Crawl. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, if you've, any, if you've ever seen any Pauly Shore movie or like an interview with Pauly Shore, or really, if you've ever seen Pauly Shore, you know what this character is about. Or if you've never seen anything with him, he's the friend in a Goofy movie <laughs> who, like, Talks about cheese a lot. I remember. Yep, the Leaning Tower. Kind of, of a cheese, weird uh, hippie. Yeah. But if you heard him, that means you. In that, you did not see him. He doesn't look exactly like that dog guy. <laughs> but I think like the, his vocal like inflections, I think, are kind of part it, of it. Does sell his it. whole yes, bit for sure. So she's about to go home, and Polly Shore sees her, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" She's like, "I'm leaving," and so he's like, "Oh, give me five minutes. Like, I'll show you." the reason that you should stay and like turns out he used to be a huge nerd with no friends and then he just let loose and it was the best thing that ever happened to him in college we also find out he's been at college for six years yes so he's a super super senior (laughs) yes and so then she's like all right i'm on board immediately like gets a haircut and starts talking like him and like gets a tattoo and like changes her entire wardrobe i think the i think you're chopping her hair and bleaching it was like like a bigger change than her getting that butterfly tattoo. Like that was like par for the course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm looking at it from like in 1993. I'm sure that was a little shocking. Huge deal, yeah. So then, crawl is his plans for Thanksgiving fall through because his parents suck, which is like kind of implied through the entire thing. Sure. And so she's like, "Oh, come back to South Dakota with me," and so she does. And while they're back in South Dakota. First of all, her family is just appalled by Crawl as a human being. <laughs> Which is pretty fair. Right off the bat, he is more schizophrenic than usual. Yeah, he's really going he's for it. He's just like thinking, like, what can I just say? And then he just says it. 
<laughs> he's crawling on the ground. Yeah. He's doing some really weird uh, noises. I don't know if he's speaking English a lot of the time. He seems to be really into and also really scared of all the animals. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a lot. And then um, while they're back home, Carla Gugino's uh, Becca's yeah boyfriend from back home is basically like, all right, trying to propose like several times, and finally he does it in public, and. Becca, for whatever reason, is like, crawl, stop this, make this stop. And so he stands up, and his solution is to say, you can't ask Mary, Becca to marry her because I already did, and she said yes. And then, basically, antics ensue. And he's got to win over the family because he's, he's home for things. Exactly. He's home for the family. He's got to win over the family. He's got to plow his way into their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and one by one... The family end up falling in love with him. Yeah, it turns out that every, he's majored in everything somehow. And so, like, <laughs> you when the it. younger brother has his computer broken, he's like, oh, well, I was around computers. Well, that that was oh, not a college thing, thing right? though. That wasn't something he majored in. That, that was, was nerd years. That was his when he was a lonely teenager growing up in Las Vegas in Caesar's Palace. Yeah, which, yeah, that's right. By the way, is a completely irrelevant part just, of the rest of that story. I'll drop that. For I also reason. love how when he he helps the kid with the computer, the kid says, "Oh, so you're just like a nerd like me, but just dressed up like a moron." <laughs> Great line. <laughs> is there's a lot of lights for this movie? This movie is in a lot of ways for me is uh, a lot like Billy Madison, which I know that both of you know that I really yep. love. Yep. In that uh, there's a lot of lines from this movie that whenever I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, I say that all the time in that inflection. <laughs> <laughs> like, most of the time in my mind, to nobody in particular, that I'm like, they're not iconic lines by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, they're really quotable to me. Yeah. For some reason, nine-year-old you was like, I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> exactly. And never stopped. Yep. <laughs> No idea why. Although it's probably not even just <laughs> the that you. Black. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not even just that you got it from when you were nine, though, because as we talked about this, you've seen this movie quite a few times. A lot of times. I've watched this movie. This is not the first time in 2018 that I have watched this movie. <laughs> I watched it with you like five years ago or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Pretty great. How was the second time going through, knowing what to expect? Uh, pretty much the same. Okay. I feel like I knew what to expect the first time, honestly. <laughs> I must have seen the DVD case. Yeah. So that kind of tipped me off. It's a very 90s movie. It's incredibly In 90s. In so many ways. Just even Polly Shore, like his weirdness is a very 90s type of weirdness. It's like, oh, yeah. it's he very... wears neon colors and headband and he has long hair. And he's kind of like a hippie, but also kind of like... I don't know. It's it's very strange. Yeah, no, it's an incredibly 90s movie, and I think down to the uh, fixing the computer scene yes. um, uh, that we mentioned earlier, like, clearly played into people's complete misunderstanding of computers in 1993. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, saying words. He's like, I reglazed your PRAM. <laughs> yeah, literally just, like, hitting the keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the screen, like, all these lines, like, connect, and then it just dissolves. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically magic. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's like like in the original Jurassic Park, where it's like a Linux system. I'm in, and it's basically just somebody made a bunch of buildings that they could walk into. It's like Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie is mostly set in South Dakota. We spent a little bit of time 
you know, talking about that part of it, because we're all from South Dakota, we figured it must have been West River. It's pretty cowboyish. Yeah. And I think this leads into what we were talking about, about the greater significance of the movie in 2018. Yeah, Everybody's inability to understand people from somewhere else. Yes. It's it's just as important now and relevant now. Oh, yeah. So we do need to definitely grill you on this. In <laughs> I'm ready for Please, it. Please, back this up <laughs> with evidence. I, I am Hillary Clinton. I'm here for 11 hours. Let's do this. <laughs> Put me in front of the stand. Um, okay, so, so it's so, all—it's a movie all about how people just don't understand each other, and like, I've had a lot of discussions even the last few days, and how like this weird urban-rural divide that we're currently experiencing like, that's even stronger than usual. Yeah, that like that's kind of essentially where, in my mind, the conservative versus liberal argument essentially sure. lies obviously there's going to be outliers there's always going to be and nuance your and stuff Zeke's. like that yeah. <laughs> you know living in a small town and still like proud and liberal and all that stuff but for the most part you know you're going to find in metropolitan areas it's going to be primarily liberal people in non-metropolitan areas it's going to be not liberal people more conservative and there's this weird like cultural divide of like I don't understand people like that. And Why would I don't you do that? Wanna. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that is, I mean, obviously where all of the movie comes from. As soon as the these the farm folks drive into the college and they're walking in and stuff, they're all like, "I can't believe this!" Yeah, and it's like just immediate turns, culture shock. And Becca's roommate is a lesbian, and she kisses her girlfriend, and it's like a long kiss. They do draw it out, yeah, like extensively. I mean, like, but people wouldn't do that today right. in public. For the, but it's for the reaction. It's, yeah. And then so, and the rest of the family's just losing their minds. <laughs> Specifically, the young kid Patrick Renna, who we have to talk about this for a second. Oh, yeah, we gotta sure. talk about this. I kid. think it needs to be noted that this whole movie is about this family being concerned about the corruption of their daughter when their son is easily way more ridiculous than even Polly Shore. Like the kid makes like sex jokes about his own sister sometimes. True. He subscribes to Playboy. Like, who is this kid? And I think, honestly, you just added to my argument. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> it's it's a movie all about people to understand each other and not realizing that in their own home, yeah, <laughs> like they don't understand their own kids. Well, and I mentioned at one point in the movie, there's the farm hand that has like a ponytail, and it's like. Why don't they have a weird beef with this ponytail? Like, the old man should absolutely be giving that guy a hard time about his ponytail every day. But they don't. Like, there's, in my mind, there's a deleted scene, or in, like, in the son-in-law extended universe, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, <laughs> that's a point of contention. Like, <laughs> I like to think that there's a subplot somewhere of Walter just, like, Jesus, Theo, cut that thing off. You look like a girl. <laughs> it's got to be in there. Absolutely a cut line, for sure. That's that's part of the... The characters in my mind exist in that way. I fully am on board yeah, with, with that. Okay, so obviously Polly Shore is very different than all of these folks. But the, really, the question is, is he able to fix this problem? Does, does Polly Shore fix the urban-rural divide? And if so, How? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but <laughs> only little by little, he's just one man. Okay, so what so, does he do to fix the urban rural divide? Okay, so first of all, he with Patrick Renna, he fixes his computer. He's the first one one over. Sure, and and we gotta note that Patrick Renna is the fat kid in all of the '90s movies that isn't Adam Goldberg from Mighty Ducks. He's yes, fat, he's fat redheaded kid, the redheaded he was, kid. Yeah, yes. he was uh, he was in. 
the you're killing me smallest kid from the Sandlot. Yep. And he was also big like green. the goalie in the big green. Yes, that's right. Yep. And so, so that's the, so he's basically first one one over one by one the, the children. Family. They're easy. They're yep. easy to manipulate. <laughs> yeah. Technically, the first one he wins over is Becca. The second one he wins yeah. over is um, Patrick Rena. And then. Then it's the challenge. The real challenge yes, comes. Yes. Because those are like day oneers. <laughs> like yeah. literally within hours, the kid just does a one eighty on him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> then it's the mom, right? Yes. Which is like who else is a, even a significantly a, yeah. like later time in the movie. Yeah. There's a big chunk there in between while he's doing the farm work and stuff like that, and he's learning farm but, montage. Yes. Farm, farm montage. montage. Which I would. This is actually a very good roadmap for. How to change an ideology among a group of people? I'm realizing. First, you get people, yes, I'm already winning. First, first, you get people to come to where you're at, and you convert some of them there, and then you go to where they're at, and you convert the youngest people who are very manipulative. <laughs> then you um, go with the people who are like, like the mom, for example, who is like suffering under the plight of someone who just won't yeah. budge or give in. She's. Essentially trapped in a classic, what I assume, 90s early style, 90s loveless style marriage. loveless marriage. Yes. <laughs> where it was just like, and clearly in a culture where it was just like, well, I can't just divorce him. Like, but like, we don't love each other, clearly. <laughs> like, there's there, nothing there. There's just not a lot going on. It's just there's farm life. nothing there, yeah. But they, don't, but they don't even really sell that as like, they're just like this couple who are just concerned about their daughter a lot. Right. Yeah, there they're is, really only getting like, they get, one They get in one argument. That's yeah, true. I was going to say, there's an early on argument that they get in in which the mom subtly throws in like a we don't make anything together anymore oh yeah <laughs> okay well and also it's not like they can you know show this like middle-aged couple growing apart in real time it's, it's like a 90 yeah. minute movie so yeah and, and the whole movie takes place over the course i mean the first 10 minutes takes course or place over the like three months but like the bulk of the movie takes place over what's supposed to be like five days a thanksgiving week so then the mom gets one over, yep. basically in the same way that her daughter got Which is one a, over. Which is also like, a very interesting thing, because Polly Shore is basically like, you're really hot. Why don't you put on some makeup? <laughs> it's even worse than that. He literally tells her that he she is giving him a boner. <laughs> he actually brings that... He actually uses that line a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He talks Like four or five just times. Trudeau says, you're giving me a semi, Mrs. Warner. <laughs> and then, and somehow he still wins her over with like, let me do this makeover for yep. you. I feel like this family well, is, is like he, a poor example of winning people over because they seem to have been very close to being won over. You know what I mean? Like He said a lot, all the, most of the ways that he convinced them were through things who were just like deeply unacceptable. <laughs> They're all just sitting on the ledge, and all I need to do yeah. is just give they a little just push. A nudge. Because yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and, and granted, I, I don't recall from this viewing or past viewings. Maybe it's just an insignificant scene. Because like when he first says to the daughter, he's basically like, "Give me five minutes." Yeah. And then his whole spiel is basically just like, "Here's a picture of me. I used to be a nerd." Yeah. But is there even like, do we get to see his convincing speech to the mother, or is, she, is he just essentially like, "Put on some makeup. I'll help you." He's, he does the same thing, actually. Okay. He's like, let me try it on you. If you don't like it, you can go back to plain old Brenda yep. or whatever her name is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, 
I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she comes out. I'm curious. Connie, by the way. Connie, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Connie, Brenda, 90s mom. Essentially, name. yeah. <laughs> and basically by winning over the mother, he also puts in a hard catalyst for winning over the father because mom's hot again. Yeah. <laughs> so they show up to the square dance. <laughs> 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 this movie is deeply hilarious just <laughs> by its own existence. Yeah, Anything that happens is it funny doesn't. just that it's they wrote it into the movie. Um, we so joked at one point that basically he solves all the family's problems by kind of like bringing out everybody's sexuality except the sons who he somehow gets to go away. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really show how. It's but true the, though. That's the son kind of calms down a little bit. Everybody needs to get laid. <laughs> the he's, the, he's like this weird like insane cupid kind of <laughs> the son who in the second scene of the movie is wearing a shirt that says seduce me please to the yeah. college campus yeah yeah suddenly gets really into video games later yeah. dude why don't you play this fishing video game <laughs> on the game boy the most chaste thing i can think of <laughs> so then yeah then there's the scene where they go to the square dance yep and she's like hiding behind this like swinging door <laughs> so like, it's like there's basically nothing to hide behind <laughs> so she looks like she's naked right? yeah because she's wearing like a strapless dress and the dress doesn't you know and so you just see like legs and the top of her shoulders yeah. and it's like what did you do to her <laughs> and Paulie George and just like keeps walking in the one door and doing his like ta-da. motion yeah ta-da and then she finally gives in and comes in. And the dad is into it. Boom. Immediately. <laughs> right away, he's a little startled, but he's, then he's into it. So much so that at the end of the night, they move their, their two twin beds together in a Ricky and Lucy style. <laughs> that is literally that. It's not a joke. That happened. Yes, he, li- he literally moves the bed over and then gives it like the creepiest like pat on the bed. <laughs> Which means and that then, he also ignores his his dad, his dad, live-in dad, the very stern old man. Like, I need to talk to with you, son. Like, I'll take a rain check. Which, well, and then yeah. the next morning, the whole family is joking about how the parents got laid. <laughs> yeah. The whole family. The entire the, family. The 11-year-old son, the, like, 19-year-old daughter. <laughs> Everybody's into it. All of them, yeah. <laughs> like, like that, that was the point where I was like, okay, it like, looks at this point like Pauly Shore has ruined this family. <laughs> like, they're not going to come back from this. <laughs> but... In truth, he made them better people. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is that they all love each other. Yeah. And like even the the brother and sister are like hanging out again. They're yeah. like playing the fishing video game together. <laughs> this comes back a couple times. This, I just yeah. really want to note that like it's a Game Boy game <laughs> where you go fishing. Yeah. And fishing. and the and then so the son actually doesn't want to go out fishing with the dad because he's too busy in his video game, and that leads to a big old tender Holy father sure going yeah. fishing. Yeah, it's, which of course he messes up in spectacular fashion. Essentially, like the last basically thread of hate that the dad has for Polly Shore goes away. Yeah, as Polly Shore goes to save his father. Oh, and also the whole uh, psychoanalyst thing of like, man, your dad's real hard on you. Kind of like how you're hard on your son. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say, I took half a semester of psychology, but he basically more implied or less, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just his general understanding of son-parent relations yeah. since his is so poor. Right. I guess. Um, Who knows? Who could truly really say? So then meanwhile, we got to talk about the villain of this film. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. We the representation of fake news, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> the ex-boyfriend. Well, the first scene, well, after the graduation scene, like after yeah. the credits scene, the first post 
opening credit scene is where she like she's in her nightgown and she like takes it off and she's fully clothed underneath. Yeah. And then she goes to the barn and they're like making out and Travis is like trying to get it in and he's like, When's it gonna be ready? Or like <laughs> when's it or when's it gonna be right? Uh, you're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. And then she feeds him this like insane, very realistic South Dakota fantasy <laughs> of like, we'll see each other on vacations and then in four years I'll move back and we'll get married and we'll yeah. live together forever. Yep. Yeah. And so um, of course coming back from college she's changed and the whole the proposal doesn't happen and so he's all mad but we see at the dance that he has been cheating on the side with T- Tiffany and Berthesian. Yeah, and well because there's the scene where she, Becca, calls yeah. back home and he, like, it's like a dark office. You can see the phone, or you can hear the phone ringing. And Travis comes back around, and he, like, turns the lights on. And he's like, Jesus, Tracy, I just told you I'd be right there. And, like, he picks us with the phone. And so, like, the implication is, who knows how long he's been cheating. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. And, like, there's, well, even during, like, the graduation scene, yeah. they're sitting next they're sitting to each next other. Oh, yeah. And so, like, who knows how long the Tiffany Amber Thiessen has been this guy's knowing side chick. Yeah. That's true. Not a good guy. No, no he's bad. Like, well, and, ultimately bad. I like that they really seeded it through with like yeah. he was bad all the way through. Yeah. Well, and then like they, so he basically, it's really weird because then it kind of just seems like he has a relationship with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, but he just really fully dedicates himself towards just ruining Pauly Shore. Yeah. Very clearly, very mad. It's yeah, and it's it's weird because even I, a connoisseur of this film, <laughs> a Pauly Shore aficionado, <laughs> if, if you will. will. Even I don't really understand Travis's motivation. No. Because... I actually think I do understand it. So the trick is... Well, we should explain what happens. He... he they do a... They give Polly Shore a bachelor party night. And they slip him, like, a number of roofies. Like, <laughs> six roofies in one beer. I don't know how roofies work specifically. But I assume you just gotta take one. <laughs> anyway, they absolutely hammer him with these. So he falls asleep. Then he also puts... He also roofies Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and they drive them back to the family barn and just put them in a compromising position. In the most, like, harebrained style crime, like, Theo the farmhand who helped Travis with all of this just left mounds of evidence. Yep. Like, he incriminated yeah. himself also, heavily. I don't understand why they didn't just tell Tiffany Amber Thiessen to just go sleep in a barn next to him. Like, why didn't they bring her in on the well, plane? And here's where, yeah, I, here's where I actually want to lay out the plot. Of what I think he was doing. Okay. So I think, you know, he obviously wants to be back with Becca, right? Yeah. But he also wants to wants to kind of get rid of Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh. Uh, okay. Because he doesn't want her hanging around being like, I thought you were in love with me or whatever. And like she was kind of pestering him. Right. That's the thing. And so he wanted to kind of do it in all one fell swoop. And so by putting the two people he didn't like together, he could say... You cheated on me. I'm done. I'm going back to this girl I was going to originally be with. And you can't say anything because you cheated on me, even though I was already cheating. Well, <laughs> listen, it's nebulous, but like... It doesn't work, but he, anyway. He wants... Basically, I think he wants Tiffany Amber Thiessen to not have any leg to stand on, sort sure. of. And, 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 that, and that Becca would be so mad that she wouldn't ever listen to anything that... That anybody would have to say. As right, exactly. So I think it was not a bad plan. If you're an evil human being. Right. And that's like, I think maybe that's the point where I just like don't understand his motivation because, like, okay, first of all, he's official with this super attractive girl. He's got this side chick who's also in, she's literally Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Like, dude's doing all right for himself either way. 
clearly doesn't really care about either of them. Nah. Yeah. Why would he like, want to get married to this? Yeah. Why is he so obsessed she's with? She's gonna like, be gone for four years. But yeah. you know, I got another thing about this, and this is from growing up in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. I think he just wants the farm, man. That's Tiffany okay. Amber <laughs> parents probably don't have a farm. You yeah. got it, yeah. And when she's like going to go to New York, right? Right. Or it's or she's yeah. She's Tiffany Amber Thiessen's money. character who was going to go to New York but gets stuck in small town South Dakota for her. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's South something Dakota. that I can recognize. Yeah, yeah. very real. <laughs> and also has a stripping scene at the bachelor party, yeah, so we can kind of sense. assume it's that... a strip tease. I don't think that she was ever going to go all the way because <laughs> I think that this town. I don't remember, even though I've seen this movie a million times, like how many it seems like is there in their graduation class, but like it doesn't seem like a lot. It seems no. like a little bigger than ours, but yeah, not I was much. gonna say like fifty tops, probably fifty. Yeah. So like we're looking at a town like two thousand people, maybe. Yeah, let's say let's say that. Yeah. Um. So like, first of all, this guy's got some balls to be going around with what has got to be the two hottest girls yeah. <laughs> in that town. How does nobody I don't come know if this out is of like this. a Parkston situation or what? <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut reference for those not from South Dakota. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> but like dude's got some balls for like going for both of them. Yeah. And clearly not really caring about either of them. No, he's a sociopath. <laughs> Straight up. I see, I'd like to spend more time with the Travis character because it's not really... I guess he's got that office that she calls him that he works for. Co-op. The co-op. Oh, the co-op. Yeah. Oh, right, right. That's mentioned in the first part yep. of it. So he's a... Uh, <laughs> come on, pay attention to your favorite movie, <laughs> Who man. am I? I've only seen this once and I knew that. Anyway. Yeah, he for sure wants that farm. He he definitely... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. wants that farm. Bad. And, well, because that's the whole thing. Pauly Shore brings it up. I'll just farm. Like, as he's, like, trying to sell the, like, how are you going to yeah, take care of my daughter? Yep. I'll just farm, man. And that leads to the, the, the farm hygiene. <laughs> I'll take over the farm when you retire yeah. is the phrase, which, like, is hilarious. Which already yeah. shows that you don't know anything about South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> retire. Yeah. Farm. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, long story short, uh, the compromising position thing happens, and they have a big old falling out, but... Tiffany Amber Thiessen saves the day by realizing that, one, her seat was way too far back, and so she clearly didn't drive. It was the farmhand. Yep, yep. And she finds the, literally the roofies just sitting there in the car. What an idiot. Man. <laughs> no follow-through with this guy. The farmhand <laughs> is not a criminal expert. <laughs> like, yeah, like, maybe leaving the seat back, like, that's a rookie mistake. I wouldn't think to, to do be that. sure. Absolutely. If I were committing this very yeah. minor, I don't even Presumably know a first-time offender. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, leaving the pills in there. Come rookie on, mistake. Theo. Come on, Theo. Rookie. And we don't feel bad spoiling this movie, not because you shouldn't watch it, but because the plot is not the main part of the movie. The main part of the movie is kind of just the one-liners that people have a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind a of, 90s comedy. The plot doesn't matter. Yeah, there's Polly yeah. Shore being weird. Yeah, yeah it's a great. lot of it. Most of it. I wonder how much of the movie is just Polly Shore riffing. Got yeah. a lot. Like, because that's pretty much his whole thing. Like, that was his whole character. Like, because he started off on, like, MTV. Yeah. And he was just this... Wild, you know. Can like, we talk yeah. about Polly Shore a little bit? Yes. I don't know much about him. So yeah, his okay. So people don't like Polly Shore, correct? <laughs> because his mom, Tyga. Yeah, well, I think part of it is probably just that they don't like him personally. Yeah, he's an annoying person. Yeah, but I think part of it is also that apparently his mom was like an owner of a successful comedy like nightclub thing called the comedy store right? called the comedy store it's a pretty Very, big deal yeah. so I think a lot of it probably is people who are like other comedians who are like oh this guy 
you know, he's just, he didn't have to work for it. He yeah. had a three movie deal with Paramount, like in nineteen. <laughs> because 19- of his mom, like, or yeah. whatever. Because of his connections, and I assume, I mean, he probably also personally sucks, though, right? He's super weird. I, I don't know. Like, I can't speak for modern Polly Shore. Yeah. I think for sure, like '90s Polly Shore sucked. He yeah. seemed like he would be exhausting to be around without for more a than doubt. like five minutes. Yeah, like totally. From what I can tell, Polly Shore's whole thing basically was growing up watching these actual legendary comedians on you know at his mom's comedy club yeah and just being like well this is what i want to do like this is literally what my mom does and also what i do all day i imagine with all this free time yeah so then he basically just becomes this completely insane person because he has nothing (laughs) else to really worry about in life right And then, like... And when you get that famous that young, I'm sure it really messes with your sense of perspective. Well, and so I imagine... I know that he, like... I don't know if he was discovered by MTV or if it was, like, a nepotism thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it was just, like, that he had so much money that he just wasn't doing anything anyway. That he was just, like, hanging out in the streets of L.A. that somebody discovered him. Yeah. Or whatever. But, yeah, that he basically got on MTV and people were like, this is funny because this guy's so weird. And then somebody had the brilliant idea of being like, all right, let's put this guy in some movies. <laughs> like, this guy can for sure carry some movies. We're going to put him in the lead role. Like, so does he have any films. movie roles that aren't essentially Pauly Shore vehicles? None that I've seen, but I don't... I would say that Encino Man is more of a Brendan Fraser vehicle. Which, um, can we talk about that? Brendan Fraser is his character in Encino Man shows up for like two seconds. Yeah, he makes a in cameo. In a cameo, which I had never seen in Encino Man, so you had to explain to me that. Yeah. But. yeah, Brendan Fraser makes a cameo as the unfrozen caveman. Can we... So, does that imply that, that these movies are connected? Does that imply that there is a... Uh, as we were saying before, Pauly Shore cinematic Excited. universe? I think that um, it is the same character in the same universe. Yeah. However... I think that the the two Polly Shore characters are different people. I think Crawl and the Encino Man character are two different dudes. So they're just people who look very similar <laughs> and act very similar, walking around. And that's why Brendan Fraser's character, who who knows how he ended up in a college dorm, first of all, yeah. I that's beyond me, um, like what the implication is of that or whatever. But I think that's in my mind. Yes. <laughs> why Brendan Fraser gives him such a like. Confused look, like almost like he knows him. It's <laughs> a different guy. <laughs> That's very good. I'm into that. <laughs> I can support that. So, um, so yeah. What? So what? El- what else would be in the Poly Shore cinematic universe? What are the other? Um, ones so there's did? in the army now, which I believe also features a Brendan Fraser cameo. Like Excellent. I'm pretty sure that that just keeps happening. Awesome. Throughout these movies, so there's Encino Man, which it's him and Brendan Fraser, and I think like. I'd have to look it up, but like I think there's one more notable like main actor. I was just looking this up. I'm gonna like, look I, like, it up. I want to say like Sean Astin or somebody it. like yep. that. Okay, nice. good. So that was more of like a Sean Astin vehicle almost gotcha. because Brendan Fraser essentially just spends the whole movie being like, Whoa. yeah, like he's a okay, man, and then emoting. Polly Shore is the zany friend. Got it. So then there's son-in-law, which is 100% a Polly Shore vehicle. Like yeah. I don't know if Encino Man was just yeah. like unprecedentedly like popular that they were like all right this guy can carry a movie yeah. on his own something in this was magic i bet it was that guy <laughs> <laughs> people seem to love this zany weird guy when you say that it makes me think of like Polly shore kind of reminds me of almost like a weird kramer type and all these it seems like with this movie even it's like oh, let's make a kramer movie well what Which i know so weird what i think about like i feel like there's a lot of movies even like well into the 2000s that had like zany side characters like yeah. i think that 
Pauly Shore's character in Encino Man was just a zany, like, funny friend character that, like, uh, I was thinking about the movie Accepted, which nobody else ever thinks about that movie. But there's, <laughs> yeah. like, the one really weird character that, like, I remember, like, when we were all in high school, like, people saw Accepted and they were like, oh, man, the one character, like, they just, like, do all of his quotes yeah. specifically. And, like, that's what I think Pauly Shore was to that particular movie. Yeah. But for some reason in the 90s, <laughs> I mean, maybe... Because he was probably sure, like, because maybe he was famous from TV and stuff, yeah. like, and the guy from Accepted was not in anything else ever again. Yeah. Um, relevant. Maybe that's why they were like, all right, Pauly Shore, this, he's the magical piece to this. We're going to make Son-in-Law. Yeah. They make Son-in-Law, which, like, I also wonder, like, were these movies specifically written for him? How much of so. it? He had a three-picture deal, and it was Paramount I was looking up, mm-hmm. and this was the second one of the three, and Cena Man was the first. Mm-hmm. And in the army, Those now, roles were third. specifically written. So he basically just had to come up with a round. He him. had to be in three movies, mm-hmm. and I think this these were the scripts that okay. either he picked or they picked for him. Okay, and then probably edited around him, maybe? Yeah, they probably okay. wrote, like, all right, we have a crazy main character. Oh, we can use we'll it for Polly Shore. Turn it up. Yeah, we'll just... <laughs> He's not crazy enough. So then there's In the Army Now, which... I also recently revisited probably about six months ago. <laughs> you're a real Polly Shore? Um, that was just like a, you know, you, you're trying to, you're flipping through like HBO Go and you like looking for something that like is going to be super mindless. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen In the Army now since I was probably, like that's one that I have not revisited as regularly as sure, Son-in-Law. Sure. It's not the classic that Son-in-Law is, let the record show. <laughs> and so that one is fine. Yeah. It's got some lines in it that are really funny. Yeah. Um, and some moments in it that are really funny. Um, Andy Dick is in it, which is in itself, like, he's, like, the side buddy. Yeah, I was gonna say, in the 90s, Andy Dick was actually a real cool person to have in your movie versus... Cool is a strong word. Okay, yeah. (laughs) A real zany... He's, like, Polly Shore... He's like what you would have Pauly Shore be in as a sidekick, but <laughs> right. a sidekick to Pauly Shore, so it's, it's escalated even more. Yeah, and so then in there somewhere was the Goofy movie. Yeah, which I'm sure that was a yep. And then Biodome. Yep. Which had Stephen Baldwin was the other guy. Weird. And I haven't seen Biodome, and I bet it's been 20 years since I've seen Biodome, so I cannot comment on Biodome. So you're saying it's time for a it's reason. time. <laughs> And after that, pretty much, dude, fell off. Oh, we, we discussed that. Jury Duty, which I've never seen. Sure. I got to get, I got to get around to that you one. You should. That's the. You seem like you could be the expert. I, yeah, I was just yeah. say everybody needs a friend who is a Pauly Shore expert, and like I think you fill that role for That's us me. pretty well. Yes. Trying to think of my other friends who also know a lot of things about Pauly Shore. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I've never seen Jury Duty. Um, and then there's like then he made like his own like really self-aware movie in like the mid 2000s. Oh. Um, it was called Pauly Shore is Dead, and he like gotcha. directed it and wrote it, and it's all about this like it's like a like a docudrama almost a lot of it's like he basically was like i've got a lot of famous friends because i'm probably sure and so like the cast list is just insane like it's like pretty much everybody who was famous in 2005 is in this movie for at least a few seconds wow should i read um, off who's yes. in it ashley l anderson pamela anderson camille anderson <laughs> are these in alphabetical order they are in alphabetical <laughs> order which is kind of weird i'm just gonna like look through yeah stop at the relevant todd ones. bridges w earl brown uh, Just go with people who have pictures. No, never mind. Carson, Some... Carson Daly, Ellen DeGeneres, Dustin Diamond, aka Screech, Andy Dick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Fred Durst. Remember that guy? Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction, right? Corey Feldman. There are a lot of people in here. Yeah. Nikki Hilton and Paris Hilton. <laughs> That's fun. Clint Howard, 
Man, oh, Kato Kalen. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it says. Craig Kilborn. Remember, he, and he was a thing, too? Yeah. Tommy Lee. It's, it just keeps going. Kurt Loder, Mario Lopez, Michael Madsen, Bill Maher, Mark McGrath. Wow, this is insane. Yeah. Jason Mewes. How did they even have time to put all these people in one movie? It's a very bizarre movie. Sean I would, Penn. Oh, I yeah, would, that's a big one. <laughs> I would tell you, but I don't remember. So, I, Jesse Raphael. He doesn't makes matter. a joke about that. Doesn't in, matter. Yes, yeah. Chris Rock, Ja Rule, Adam Sandler, Tommy Chong, Charlie Sheen. Tom Sizemore. This is really insane. Yeah, it's a very odd movie. Holly Shores? Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears, Jerry Springer. This is Carrot Top. <laughs> this is a real who's who of yeah, 2003. I, I don't want to see this movie, I gotta say. <laughs> Bernie Schroeder, Vince Vaughn. This is this is seriously crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the, the DVD box of the movie, like literally, like it, sh- it says like Polly Shore's dead is the title, but then like the rest of it is just like the names of the people who are in it. <laughs> like it's literally just the this cast is out of list. control. Uh, ben Stiller, and I would also just like to note that they're also the Hanson brothers, Dexter Holland of uh, the Offspring, and Aaron Lewis of Stained. Wow. Yeah, it's a very odd film. A true 2003, or if there ever was one. <laughs> Uh, it's a very weird movie, but I, that's that's about as far as my knowledge of the Polly Shore Cinematic Universe goes, which I still realize is more than 99% of, of most people. I, I think imagine. you're the expert now. It's been be, an um, education. I bet you and Polly Shore are the two that know the most about Polly Shore. <laughs> I, need to, I, I should have been in Polly Shore is Dead, frankly. <laughs> they should have interviewed me with like... The poster of Son-in-Law just over my shoulder, like, slightly in <laughs> blur. I'm only here to talk about Son-in-Law. <laughs> Finally, what would you recommend to people who haven't seen any Pauly Shore movies? Would you start with Son-in-Law? I would. I would start and end with Son-in-Law, honestly. Wow, there's no other ones. <laughs> like, I would say if you really want to, like, maybe go see In the Army now. Okay, yeah. Um, like, I, I want to say, like, first tier, second tier, third yeah, tier. Yeah, like, if, okay, so if, if Son-in-Law does it for you, yep. you're not alone. Uh, <laughs> Son-in-Law, like, to me, Son-in-Law has a, a wider appeal than any yeah, of the other ones. makes sense. In the Army now, I think, like, they took the Son-in-Law approach where they're like, let's give this guy a movie. But then we're like, all right, that's that's basically our plot. He joins the army, and it's just not. It doesn't work as well. Yeah. It's, it's not a great movie, and that one's probably the second best one. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Everything past that. After is... that, and I and I say this like I probably haven't seen Encino Man in I don't know how long, so that's probably actually the second sure, best sure. one. Okay, Encino Man and in the army now we're gonna put tier. Yeah, two. we'll put that, and then I haven't seen Jury Duty, so I can't speak for and that. And then further watching is basically just Jury Duty and everything. else. A goofy movie, yeah. Biodome. <laughs> Watch a goofy movie again. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but Son in Law is where it's at. It's an important film. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've learned something today. Yeah. Not only does the family learn to love Polly Shore, Polly Shore learns to love. And granted, though, he's also way more accepting and way more interested in what these Midwesterners have, yeah. you know, in their lives, yep. which is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, you could call it a piece of liberal propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's a gen. I, I think it's a genuinely great movie. I really do. Like, That's I do awesome. not use the word great lightly. I, I think, think it's very you good. could probably make like a counterpart to this movie where the daughter has to visit like Polly Shore's family and yes. has to like you know she could be very interested in what they have going on. Son-in-law to daughter-in-law. Yeah, I was. I watched Vegas. That. But the thing is, she's already converted over to his thing. So you almost have to like find another way to. You need to right, find yeah, an, you another to. another like. 
weird cowboy to go and yeah. visit the super crazy family out in LA You'd or have to Las find Vegas or whatever. A way to go with it. Paul Shore would have to be have a younger sibling or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I like and that. so and so like he mentions his sister who's been married four times, but what if Pauly Shore's younger sister no it's his mom that's been married he's talking about oh, his mom because he refers that. to his mom by her first name right and that's, that's why she starts doing it too when she goes back to south dakota this, this script is pretty tight yeah i gotta say <laughs> the more we're talking about this the more i'm like oh that totally makes sense yeah okay um, so so he has a younger sister and he you know like this whole family is super weird and crazy but they also think they're normal for who they are yeah and so uh, little sister brings in this country bumpkin hick, and he and Polly Shore thinks I'm gonna win this guy over like I did before, but he turns out to be way more stubborn. Like so, yeah, he just switches like it the that. other way. It's, I like it. Make it in 2018 and like make him like an alt right guy. <laughs> <laughs> make Polly Shore the dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like this. We this got is ourselves good. a movie here. <laughs> I don't know. About, I don't know about alt right. That's a little too far. That yeah. Let's That's just fair. make him a con- just a regular yeah. conservative middle American person who has to go move out to L.A. That's okay. Well, and that's, that's the thing. It. It's not like Pauly Shore really changes what they're all into that much. He just makes them be accepting of him yeah. and like his quirks personally, which is like a good thing to do. Yeah, you know, they, to be like accepting of what other people are into personally. Mm-hmm. So it's like it doesn't have to be even really that complicated. It just have to be willing to accept this. Oh, this guy who's kind of a hick is going to join our family. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's worth that. Anthony, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at a hookman. H o e k m a n. A h o e k m a n. Nice. That is Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> alpha Hotel. <laughs> Oscar. Uh, no. Um, and Instagram under the same handle. If you don't know me, stay away from my Facebook. Perfect. <laughs>